Hey guys, so today um, what we'll do is um, take it to the next place the Holy Spirit wants to go. And so uh, I want to remind you of something we said on Sunday. We said revival is knowing the greatness and the nearness of God. One of the things that happens in a revival is that you get to know the greatness and the nearness of God. One of the things that happens out of knowing both his greatness and his nearness is that it just ramps up your boldness. And that is something the Spirit of God brings because he alone can bring it. And the New Testament again and again and the Old Testament gives ev- thanks, man, give, gives evidence of how whenever the Spirit of God fell, be it upon Samson or be it upon Saul or be it upon David, that there was a boldness that was um, unheard of. And so that's what we're going to talk about today because we need this boldness for the revival that God is bringing. Guys, remember this is not for Acts 29. It's for this city. It's for the churches in this city. It's for other cities. It's for nations eventually. It just so happens that it's being sparked here. So your cry should be for homes of uh, other Christians that know the sudden awareness of God, both his greatness and his nearness. Uh, God does it sovereignly. Eh? That's a beauty in, in, in a revival. You don't have to do nothing. We talked about this yesterday. Jesus intercedes and the Holy Spirit pours himself with extraordinary power. And so one of the things that's birthed in a revival is a people of great boldness. Great boldness. And so knowing the greatness and the nearness of God brings great boldness. It happens with children too. Knowing the greatness of their dad and the nearness of their dad always makes children bolder. They attempt things they would not attempt because they know dad is there and he's big and he's very close. Some other words for boldness that the Bible uses are courage and strength. Both are words used for boldness. What we don't realize is that the word comforter, which is often what the Holy Spirit is known as, comes from two Latin words, comforte, as in with strength. So when we think of him as comforter, as in one whose shoulder you can cry on, it actually comes from this idea of someone who is with strength. That is the idea of comforter. So boldness, courage, and strength is part of who the Holy Spirit is, and he, 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 he forms the people that are caught up in what God is sovereignly doing upon the earth into people that have unusual boldness. And so today what we're going to do is just pray for that boldness. That's all we'll be doing today, just praying for that boldness. Boldness for what? Boldness for what? I'd say the first thing is the boldness to wrestle 
with God. The boldness to wrestle with God, to not let go, to say, if you don't change me, if you don't rename me, if you don't rename what you have promised, I will not let go. Your hip is out of joint. Your hand is out of joint. You're holding on for dear life, but you will not let go because there's a new boldness upon you to insist on God delivering what he has promised and God likes that. I want this boldness. I've lost some of it when I was a, a beginner as a believer. My God, man, I could sink my teeth into God and not let go. I want to be in that place again where there's that, where I can go back to some of the things Jacob actually did. I desire that for us, see? You said, you said, oh God, you said, oh God, you said, oh God, you said, what? I'm not in alignment? Okay, show me how to get into alignment. But you said, oh God, you said, I will not let go. You said you're bringing this revival. You said it. We wouldn't have started this. You said it. This ability, this boldness to wrestle with God. As I, and as I pray, guys, um, may it change your posture even as I pray. May you not slump and sit. May it change your posture even as I pray. It is hard to preach these things and not have something happen within me. And that is not happening because I hear my voice because I hear it throughout the day and it's not new. I, I talk to myself. <laughs> it, it, it should be because of the Spirit of God doing something within you. The, the, the terrible thing about wearing masks is I never know if you're smiling. Uh, so... These jokes get worse by the minute because I really think you're actually laughing your head off behind the mask. So the first thing is to, the boldness to wrestle with God. The boldness to wrestle with God. I pray that for us, see? That this church and those that are walking with us and those that are listening to you, to us, will not try for a day, two days, seven days, eight days, and then decide, well, we gave it our best shot. This doesn't work like that. Elijah had already seen fire fall on Carmel. He had the faith required to stop the rain for three years and then to predict rain happening in a few hours. Yet, look at him, eh? he goes up and he begins to cry out to God saying, you said, you said, he sends his servant down seven times. All he wants to see is a, is a fist-sized cloud, and then he'll go home happy. But till he sees that fist-sized cloud, he rolls up like a fetus on top of a mountain and will not get up till he sees the fist-sized cloud. There's something to boldness which carries in it heaven's conviction. Boldness carries in it heaven's conviction. urgency it carries in it heaven's conviction urgency voice and completion this is important I pray God that we go back to this teaching um, in the future so that we don't flag in our zeal when these seven days are over God only knows whether it's going to stop in seven days 
For one of the things boldness carries is heaven's conviction. It is impossible to be bold without a conviction from heaven that this is what I want you to be strong about, courageous about, bold about. I must know it inside of me. And this is why we keep going back to the word that was spoken to us and say, this is what God is saying. And guys, I've read it at least 10, 11, 12 times and it still hasn't sunk in. It is so enormous that I'm not able to even remotely carry it. But I have to keep going back and reading it again and again and again. It carries heaven's conviction. It carries an urgency, meaning it sets your feet on fire. This is not something... Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we won't be meeting here because the church is being used for some uh, other service. And so we won't be meeting here. But tomorrow, I'm not going to put my feet up. Tomorrow, I'm going to call one or two people and pray my heart out. As God shows. And then look forward to day after. There's an urgency to this. Man, when revivals come, there is a time frame. There is a definite time frame. It isn't f- this flexi thing. There is a voice to revival. Words have to be spoken. Boldness loses momentum when proclamation is silenced. Boldness loses momentum when proclamation is silent. There is a voice to revival. You go to the Valley of Bones, there was a voice that brought things to pass. God had to say to uh, Ezekiel, can you speak to these bones? So please, behind those masks, speak. Behind those doors in your house, speak. Even if you're alone, speak. There is a voice to revival. And then there is completion to revival. It has to be completed. It has to be finished. There's no completion without the boldness to see it to the end, to finish it, to finish it. We are in this for the long haul. We are in this for the long haul. This is not a seven-day event. We are not into an event right now. We are into something God wants to do on the earth. I keep repeating that because we need to actually get to a point where we actually think so. You know, let me read. I don't know why God has so connected us to this revival that happened in the Outer Hebrides, but I'm just reading uh, a writing by Duncan Campbell, one of the guys who was there and later visited another island closed by in 1952. So listen to this. Barnera is a small island off the coast of Harris with a population of about 400. In April 1952, it was my privilege to visit this parish and witness one of the most remarkable movements of the revival. Here, as in other districts, there were men who were on their faces before God. Men, men, we have to be on our faces, eh? That's the other beautiful thing about revival. It often starts with women, but the men get involved. The Waynes, the Kamals, the Elmers, the Marcuses, the Jacobs, not the young adults, the older men on their faces crying out to God.
men who on their faces Gary Lauren guys in Vernon here and as in other districts there were men who are Mike there were men who on their faces before God cried out for an outpouring of his spirit and an incident occurred which goes to demonstrate the power of the power of prevailing prayer and to reveal how true it is that the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him one morning an elder of the Church of Scotland was greatly exercised in spirit it's such old Englishy writing one morning an elder of the Church of Scotland was greatly exercised in spirit as he thought of the state of the church and the growing carelessness towards Sabbath observance and public worship while waiting upon God this good man was strangely moved and was able to pray the prayer of faith and lay hold upon the promise I will be as the dew unto Israel I will be as the dew unto Israel that's a promise he grabbed eh? this word from God came with such conviction and power that he was assured the revival was going to sweep the island and in that confidence he rose from his knees this is something I want I've been crying to God from yesterday father give me the kind of assurance that will bring me to my knees just because I want to be on my knees not because I'm not convinced of this the enormity of this I still struggle with to be absolutely sure it is done and I get up off my knees this is how we need to be like Elijah absolutely sure the rain will come sure he's looking for the fifth size cloud but he knows the rain will come he already prophesied it this is the mix eh? knowing that I have the assurance we have the assurance that as we worship as we pray as we meet again that across the city homes are being awakened and empowered that across the city dry churches dry homes dry Christian families do not understand what has happened but something triggers this is what revivals are made of but something happens internally by the sovereign work of God not because someone preached or someone watched this live stream cry out for this guys participate with God participate in the intercession of Christ and the visitation of the Holy Spirit first upon this city upon churches cities nations where for some strange reason you will find that anyone who connects to what God is doing will become like a magnet that attracts the young it doesn't matter how old you are how young you are you can be Tate's age or you can be Gisela's age but for some strange reason because you've connected to what God is doing young between the teenagers the 20s 30s and 40s will be drawn to you and when they come to you out of the substance in you you will begin to speak across the earth or a period of two to three years and thank God most of us will see the fruit of God's labor not our labor this good man was strangely moved and was able to pray and the prayer of faith 
the pray the prayer of faith and lay hold upon the promise i will be as dew unto israel this word from god came with such conviction and power that he was assured that revival was going to sweep the island and in that confidence he rose from his knees while this man was praying in this barn i myself the writer duncan campbell taking part in the faith mission con- convention in, at bangor in north northern ireland was suddenly arrested by the conviction that i must leave at once and go to the island of bernera where i found myself within 3 days almost immediately on arriving i was in the midst of a most blessed movement again the promise was being fulfilled i will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground the first few meetings were very ordinary but the prayers offered by the elders of the congregation breathed the confidence in the sure promise of god breathed the confidence in the sure promise of god and again and again reference was made to the words of psalm 50 verse 3 god shall surely come they did not wait long for the fulfillment of the word from god one evening just as the congregation was leaving the church and moving down towards the main road the spirit of god fell upon the people in pentecostal power no other word can describe it and in a few minutes the awareness of the presence of the most high became so wonderful and subduing that one could say with jacob of old surely the lord is in this place there under open heavens and by the roadside the voice of prayer was mingled with groans of the penitent as free grace awoke men with light from on high Soon the whole island was in the grip of a mighty movement of the spirit bringing deep conviction of sin and a hunger for God. Boldness will have us step out in obedience guys. Boldness will have us step out in obedience. Step out in obedience. In the middle of something you will hear God saying go somewhere. you won't hesitate you will step out in ob- obedience you will run and convey things without amending it you will run with, run and convey what you have to without amendment you won't amend it you won't amend it it doesn't matter what the cost is that you will have to pay maybe a lower salary a loss of job disapproval doesn't matter how you may be disapproved it doesn't matter what the threat is and what the intimidation is this is what happens when the holy spirit shows up in times of revival we'll read that in acts chapter 4 verse 24 to 31 and then pray so i'm calling you i'm calling anybody who hears this i'm calling you at acts 29 and in vernon and in bahrain and in Australia and in other places that is this will be heard step out of the shadows step out of the shadows step out of the wine press step out of holding two opinions and trying to juggle them and see which one would be more advantageous step out of the shallows go deep and cast your net step out of silence step out of sitting on the fence step out of timidity step out of safety step out of religion step out of self preservation step out of se- analysis step out of inaction step out of waiting for things to work out step out for conducive conditions 
Step out of cutoffs that if I make so much money, then I will serve the Lord. If I, once I get this house, then I will serve the Lord. Once I get the business started, then I will serve the Lord. No cutoffs. Step out of the fear of money. Step out of the fear of not taking care of your family. Step out of the fear of work. Step out of the fear of what your friends will think. Step out of the fear of the unknown. I'm supposed to call out us from these things. Step out of these into boldness. Let me go to Acts chapter 4, 24 to 31, and then we'll pray. Acts 4, 24 to 31. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke long ago by the Holy Spirit through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle. The rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. In fact, this has hap happened here in this very city. For Herod, Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. So here are the things that we will do in terms of prayer. One, verse 24 says, they raised their voices together. They raised their voices together. Verse 24 also says that they began acknowledging God as sovereign creator. They acknowledged God as sovereign creator. Verse 25 and 26, they recounted God's revelation. They recounted God's revelation. They recounted God's revelation. They read the revival word that we have. Let me read something else from 1949. In 1949, the spirit of grace and supplication fell upon a congregation on the Isle of Lewis in the Hebrides. They prayed for revival. Will you not revive us again? that your people may rejoice in you. Show us your mercy, Lord, and grant us your salvation. Psalm 85, verse 6 and 7. One night, they crowded into the home of the blacksmith, of a blacksmith, a smith called Smith. But the spiritual atmosphere was dry. A sense of deadness prevailed as one after another tried to break through in prayer. Duncan Campbell, a visiting evangelist, called on Mr. Smith to pray. 
The prayer was short and sharp. Why am I reading this to you? It is so critical to recount what God has revealed. So critical. He asked Mrs. Smith to pray. The prayer was short and sharp. Oh God, you made a promise to pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon dry ground. And Lord, it's not happening. He paused and then continued in a rising voice. Lord, I do not know how Mr. Campbell or these other men stand with you. But if I know my own heart, I know that I am thirsty. You have promised to pour water on him who is thirsty. If you don't do it, how can I ever believe you again? Your honor is at stake. You're a covenant-keeping God. Fulfill your covenant engagement. At that instant, the granite house shook like a leaf and a power was unleashed that swept the entire parish. Campbell said, I could only stand in silence as wave after wave of divine power swept through the house and in a matter of minutes following this heaven-sent visitation, men and women were on their face in distress of soul. He steps outside and discovered that the whole village was astir. Though it it was 11 o'clock at night, people with lanterns and flashlights were making their way along the roads and across the fields towards the meeting place as if summoned by a silent bell. This was written by someone from Acts 29. When I was 17, I heard about a Moravian church leader who just before he passed on to heaven said that God would bring a revival or an awakening to the Pacific Northwest that would touch all the Pacific coast of Canada and the U.S. Since then, I've reminded God every so often about this word. When we were at the hall on Ross Street, I would sit looking at our wall unit that declared our mandate to the world. As I sat there, I felt and heard the Lord saying, you do not have any idea of what I'm going to accomplish through you. A revival in Canada that touches the world is now to become a fabulous reality. Glory. This was written by someone who's been a long-timer at Acts 29. Verse 25 and 26. Recount God's revelation as written down. Read the revival word. Verse 27 and 28. Exalt Jesus. Verse 29. Confront our fears and threats. Verse 29. Give us boldness that we may speak. Give us boldness that we may speak. Verse 30. Heal. Do mighty works. Miracles. In Jesus. Through Jesus. Verse 31. The assurance of divine favor in the shaking of the place they were meeting whether 
the building actually fully shook or the experience is shaking inside, I do not know. But the assurance of divine favor, the sense that the place began to shake as if there was an earthquake. Then finally, the Spirit of God filling them. And they went out. That's how we will pray now. It's 8.30. We will start praying. Before we pray, I'm going to ask Emily to sing a song that she wrote about what God is doing at present. And after she finishes singing that, we'll start praying this. I've got a few guys on Zoom that will pray in between when I ask them to. So if uh, Sue and Eric and um, the Bergman kids can get ready. Um, yep. So if you can put up the words, these are, this is a song written specifically for what God is doing in our midst. So you may not be able to sing it, but um, listen to the words, eh? Or re see the words and listen to them. And then we start praying. grab my phone. Let me start praying. Okay, guys, let's go. In the church. Wait, wait, wait. wait. In your body here on earth, there will be tabernacling of the Spirit of God in the church, in your body here on earth, there will be a new tabernacling of the Spirit of God. So come, Spirit, come, like a rushing fire. Surrender to the flame, so come, Spirit, come. Let your presence fill your people as revival comes again, so In the company of the prophet, and apostles on the weak and the strong and the young and the old flow the spirit of God in the company of the prophets and apostles on the weak and the strong and the young and the old
Praise God, may there be more of us who write songs about what God is doing, because that's one way we agree with heaven, eh? And it is important that every agreement in heaven, whether it be in word or song, be spoken. Yeah? So let's start praying. So the first one was, they raised their voices together and acknowledged God as the sovereign creator. So if you can turn my mic down a little, not completely, but a little, and in your homes, guys, Let's start praying for boldness, eh? For the kind of boldness that is required for this revival. And that boldness only comes when the Holy Spirit comes. This boldness can only come when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Remember Acts chapter 4, verse 24 to 31. This boldness comes as the Holy Spirit just falls upon us. So that starting this very moment, we are, we're not waiting for something to happen tomorrow. Like that man, he stood up. He was assured of what God will do. So in the assurance that God is about touching the entire world starting from this place, 
Let the boldness that he has reserved for us now begin to settle upon us. That is what we are praying. So raise your voices, church. Father, we just raise our voices to you and we begin by acknowledging you as sovereign creator. We begin by acknowledging you as sovereign creator. We begin, I cannot hear the guys within. I obviously can't hear the guys at home, but we raise our voices. Father, we raise our voices. We acknowledge you as sovereign creator. Sovereign creator, there is no one like you. You alone are possessor of the universe. You alone are Lord of heaven and earth. You created everything. You, O oh God, do what you want. Nobody can stop you. No one can question you. You are the potter. How can the clay come and say, what are you doing? Can't say that. You are sovereign. You are El Elyon, El Shaddai. We bless you, O oh God, mighty possessor of the universe. Mighty possessor of the universe. You do what you want and you do good. You do what you want and you do good. I'm reminded of C.S. Lewis's line. Tame? He's not tame. He's a lion, but he is good. I thank you, O oh God, that you are not tame. That you have not been domesticated by churches. That you, O oh God, are a lion, but you are good. And we worship you, O oh God. We worship you. We worship you. We lift our voices and we worship you, Jesus. Father, we are here to ask you for boldness. For, the, uh, for a boldness, Father, to descend upon us. We are not asking for something you don't want to give. We are asking for something that is reserved for us. We are asking for something that is reserved for us. I ask for a boldness that is reserved for me. I ask for a boldness that is reserved for me. I ask for a boldness from the sovereign creator of heaven and earth to give me a boldness that is reserved for me, that is reserved for this church, where suddenly the littlest runt amongst us becomes a mighty warrior. That is scripture. It says the littlest runt among us will become a mighty warrior. That kind of boldness, where there are no lions on the street that we will not confront. I thank you, Father. I praise you. I begin to believe this word and know, O oh God, that with the boldness that you will given, give us, we will be able to run in this word. That we will be able to run in this word. Father, this is not something I'm asking for that has to be cajoled out of you. This is something that is reserved for me, that is reserved for us. Father, Holy Spirit, that comes with your presence and your coming. Comforter, come forte with strength. Come, O oh God, with strength. Come, O oh God, as we turn our faces to you, as we raise our voices together and ask for a boldness. Let something transpire inside, O oh God. Let our spirits be touched by the Holy Spirit. Let my spirit be touched by the Holy Spirit. Let a new boldness arise. Let your nearness and greatness, let your nearness and greatness become something that I become aware of right now. If anyone wants to go up to the mic and speak, feel free. Guys, even if I go off mic, please don't stop. You have your voice. Can you cut my mic off for a little while?
Yeah. Sue's going to speak now. Okay, Sue, you're on. Feel free to pray. Okay. Could we pray together? Sue, you'll have to unmute. Can you hear me? So, Father, we come as one body, united in one spirit, the spirit that you have given us, the spirit of power. Father, some time ago, you called this body of ours, body of Judah, tribe of Judah. We come with praise. Some of us have been waiting for this minute like Anna did to see your mighty power to come across this land, especially starting with Vancouver. Father, as we go forth, I pray that every single one of us here, at the sound of my voice, we would step out with your power and glory. Great things would be done in your name for your sake. Waves after waves of your glory, O oh God. O oh God, we come before you and we say without you, we are nothing. We go forth with your power, Lord, bringing your word to the dead, raising them up. I say step up, step out of your comfort zone and follow God. You said in Acts number 5, 32, you said, the Holy Spirit was given to everyone who was obedient to you. Father, we follow your voice. You said that you are near to us and your power is in us. As we speak your word, Lord, let the power and glory fall upon every single one of the believers. And many unbelievers would come to know who you are. Because the flood of glory has started to come in. On the parched land, oh God, we give you all our worship. We give you all our praise because without you, we are nothing. We are so hungry for you, God. So we are stepping into your glory right now. Father, Father, we just stretch out our hands and receive the boldness reserved for us. And in receiving boldness, we receive you, Holy Spirit. You are the one who makes me bold. So I receive, Holy Spirit, that empowering towards boldness, that there will be a new posture that I take starting tonight, that there will be a new assurance, a new confidence in the crucified and risen Christ, in the word that has been released to us, saying, O oh, you of little strength, through you, I will bring the ship back on course and collect for myself a multitude of young people, multitudes of young people. O oh, sovereign God, O oh, sovereign God, O oh, sovereign God, you will have your way. We bless you, Father. Father, we just want to listen to what Eric has to say now as he prays of us. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. 
Jesus, your name is holy. And it's your name that you want us to speak with boldness. It's your holy name. Eric, you'll have to speak louder. Can you hear me now? Um, yeah, you'll have to hold it that way to speak. Okay, I'll hold it this way. Jesus, you have ordained that we would speak your name. It's in your name that I declare that muzzles be broken off of us now, that this Canadian political correctness would be shattered from us. This these political sensitivities would be shattered and we would speak boldly your name because your name is holy. Your name is holy and you desire for your holy name to no longer be profaned among the nations. You want your holy name to be vindicated and among the nations. So we pray that you would loose our tongues. You said, you have said that if we open our mouths, you will fill it. You will fill our mouths. So we just have to open our mouths. So this muzzle is gone in your mighty name that we would open our mouths and you would fill it, that this would not be a flash in the pan thing, that this would not just be one-offs here and there, that we would walk in the boldness and confidence that we have approached the throne of grace every day, every morning, that we come through you to the bold, with boldness to the Father and we know who we are, we know where we stand and it's in that that we can declare your mighty name that it would be made famous in Vancouver and in Vernon and in Bahrain and everywhere else, Father, that your name would become famous again, that we would not stand by and, and watch in horror as your name is drugged through the mud on the news, that we would be the ones who go forward carrying it like a torch, like a flame, that we would shine in our cities as we speak boldly. And we thank you, Father. We thank you for your promise that you will do all of this. You will vindicate your holy name through us. We do not have to muster up. We simply have to obey and open our mouths and you will fill. And you will fill not just with a trickle, Father. You are an eternal fountain, an aquifer underneath the surface. And may it break through. May, may the shell of dullness be broken through. May the shell of security be broken through that we would just have your eternal fountain bubble up and over and out of us everywhere we would go we would shine with the glory of your countenance in our faces and that we would speak your name mightily we pray this for your glory for your glory in jesus name thank you father thank you father father before the bergmans come on i just want to put up or read out what you said will happen. Just a word again, Abba. And here's what it says. So don't be afraid. I am with you. I will pour out water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your, on your descendants. I will bring your children from the east and gather them from the west. I will send orders north and south. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Return my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. I want them back, every last one who bears my name, every man, woman, and child whom I created for my glory. How wonderful and beautiful they will be. Young men will thrive on abundant grain. Young women will flourish on new wine. They will spring up among the grass like willows by the watercourses. You will raise up young men and young women 
bishops, strong apostolic ministries, strong teachers going out from your company, and they will reproduce this anointing. Your young people will freely join you at the break of dawn with all the vigor of youth, resplendent in holy armor on the day of your conquest. Father, we just keep repeating this word. It requires us to speak on your behalf. It requires us to gather them on your behalf. It requires us to carry them on our back. It requires us to raise them, to train them. You will do the work. We will be your hands and feet and mouth. And now as the Bergman kids pray, I just thank you that out of the mouth of babes, as you say in Psalm two, Psalm 8, verse 2, Lord, I just want to read this. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing the enemies and all who oppose you. Father, as they pray about, I just thank you that heaven listens. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ari. I, I pray that, Jesus, you will give us boldness to speak to strangers and our friends who we know that don't know Christ, to pray for people and to go into other countries when we are called not to be afraid. Jesus, I pray that, like Eric said, we'll not just stand by and listen when Jesus's name is dragged through the mud. We'll stand up. Jesus, will you... Please give us boldness. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Abba. Go ahead, Tate. Um, Jesus, I pray that all our fears would be gone and you would take them away. Yeah. Fear of COVID, fear of getting it back to normal, fear of rules, fear of anything, anything. Yeah. It would just go away in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Abba. We would con- condemn them. We would defeat them. Yeah. We would destroy them. Yeah. We would wipe them in the mud because we don't need them. We need God. Yeah. We need it to go back to the real normal. Yeah. We need life yeah. to go back to how it was so that we can gather in real life. Yeah. And we will not be afraid anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Tate. Go ahead, Finn. Father, you, you're creator of the universe. You were worthy of praise. Yeah. You give us boldness to speak. To anyone, let us preach where it needs to be preached most. (sighs) 
When we open our mouths, you will put words into them. We trust you. We trust that you will flood the dry land with water. Hallelujah. Let us let us let us flood the lands with your glory. Yeah. Let us spark up a fire. Yeah, of of praise in in this land thank you father thank you father thanks so much Finn okay guys so this is how we're going to end we're going to take five minutes to just quietly ask God to shake something inside us, shake something around us, shake whatever he wants to shake like he's done before. And then we'll end with the song Oceans. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take five minutes to just ask God to do some kind of an operation with him. That's what we'll do. Just take five minutes and then we'll end with oceans.
they're going to come up and sing Oceans and sing it with everything you have as we end the evening. We won't be meeting tomorrow. And we'll be meeting on Thursday again, and I'm looking forward to it. Tomorrow, find people in the afternoon, at night, that you can pray with based on what we've already heard and based on the word. So this is what God wants to say in response. You will be righteous, you will possess the land. You are the shoot I have planted, the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. Let me just put my name in and you can put your name in. Hey Jacob, you will be righteous. You will possess the land. You are the shoot I have planted. You are the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. And this is to the church. The least of you will become a thousand. The smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time I will do this swiftly. And I say now is the time. I'll read that again. The least of you will become a thousand. The smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time I will do this swiftly. And I say now is the time. One last time. All your people will be righteous. They will possess the land. They are the shoot that I have planted. They are the work of my hands for the display of my splendor. The least of you will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation. I am the Lord. In its time I will do this swiftly. And I say now is the time. So we bless you, Father. We thank you for the new posture that we have of internal boldness with which we'll shake things externally. Our mouths, our faces, our words, our hands, our feet will display your splendor. The least amongst us will be like a thousand. 